Hello and welcome to another edition of Wellbeing. As we're being encouraged by health experts to get fit and to stay that way, I wonder how many of us have seriously thought about having a personal trainer, but then discounted the idea because we don't know enough about it, what's involved. To answer some of the questions, I have with me Phil Dando. Phil is a private training coordinator at the Forum Sports and Aquatic Centre at the University of Newcastle. Phil, thanks for coming in and giving us your time. My pleasure, Alice. Perhaps we can start a bit with your background. How many years have you been involved with training? Well, I've been in the fitness industry now just a little under 10 years. Uh, previous to that, I was a professional footballer in in the United Kingdom, and and then when I finished playing football, I was a marathon runner, um, and I enjoyed that. But unfortunately, I had a hip problem which stopped me from uh, doing marathons, and over a period of about five or six years, I uh, ended up putting on a fair bit of weight, and I ended up finding a personal trainer myself and uh, who showed me what to do and how to lose some weight, and then he encouraged me into uh, entering the fitness industry. And that's how I'm going to send So now what I can do is show people exactly what I did um, to lose the weight. I, I always want, you know, like to keep myself fit, but this hip problem that I had basically said, oh, I can't do anything. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't do the running that I used to do. And obviously I couldn't play football. So uh, I thought, oh, well, I can't do anything now. But gradually, as I was getting bigger and bigger and feeling more and more uncomfortable, I thought, now I've got to be able to find something to do. And I was very lucky that I found a good uh, personal trainer. And this is in the days before personal training studios really took off as they are today. And I suppose he was my mentor in many ways. And he ended up helping me knock myself into shape. And as I say, suggested that I enter the fitness industry because I could then relate my story to other people. You did all that in England and then came out here? No, no, did that here in uh, Newcastle. Yeah, did that in Newcastle, yeah. When we think about personal trainings, we tend to think about a young person who got all all the right bits in all the right places. Is this a true image of why people go to personal trainers? Well, not, not really, no. I mean, you're looking across the desk with me, pity we have, you can't see me on the on a screen or something, but, I mean, I'm 53 years of age now. Um, I've actually got a hip replacement in here as well, so uh, so I'm showing people what to do with the hip replacement in. So, and I don't ask people to do things that I can't do myself, so sure, there's there's plenty of young ones coming through the university system now with, uh, with fitness um, certification, and that's fine, and they, they've got a lot of knowledge and but the older person, and maybe the you know the the, the type of person that your your listener is the uh, the demographic for, they will want to see someone round about the same age as them that can do, you know that's not going to sort of ask them to do things that they can't do. So there's no age limit for when they can start. No, no, certainly not. I I mean I've got all ages. I've got people in my studio now from the ages of twelve through to seventy-two. Well, that does certainly cover a large area. What generally motivates people to come and make? contact with with a trainer well there's a variety of reasons some obviously like myself uh, had, had put on a lot of weight feeling uncomfortable about the way they are a lot of ex-sports people say oh you know when they finish playing sport and they don't know quite what to do they want to get back into some semblance of fitness again like they used to be some come with us come to us with injuries uh, work injuries sporting injuries some just want to feel better about themselves just uh, tone up and feel better yeah so how often do you see a, a client? Is it sort of once a month or once a week? Or No, we'll very, uh, usually we recommend at least twice a week. 
Uh, some come once a week and they're doing other things. Uh, they play. They might be playing some sport, or they might be going into the to the gym and doing a uh, an aerobics class or something like that, or they might be doing aqua fitness. So we recommend at least twice a week. Some come to me three times a week. I recommend. I, three times is probably the maximum the, the sessions are one hour long and we just keep you on the move for an hour and it's a mixture of cardiovascular type training and weight training uh, or resistance training because there's many ways of doing uh, resistance training so three times a week i reckon is plenty for the average person and they can be out on some of the other days doing a bit of walking a bit of swimming cycling something that they might enjoy in that area as well well that was going to be my next question do you encourage them to, to practice whatever they do with you when they go home not necessarily practice what they do with me because uh, in my one hour session I'd like to think they'll give them a fair workout and uh, and that will do them if they come in two or three times a week that will do them for the week in that sort of form of exercise but certainly uh, do some other form of exercise again. The Australian Health Association they recommend that you do a minimum of 30 minutes per day of some sort of exercise that gets the heart rate up. Now, most people are not doing that. So if I'm seeing someone for two or three hours a week, there's still a few hours more that they should be doing to uh, to keep up the minimums. And in fact, the, the Health Association is then shortly, I think, going to recommend that people start doing an hour of training a day so or an, an hour of exercise so that actually up in the the uh, the recommended daily dose i suppose but as i say go and do something else you know uh, swimming cycling walking all those sort of things great in a country like australia get out in the uh, open air and uh, do those sort of things and then come to me and i'll give you a good solid half hour uh, hour uh, workout <laughs> You often see the older generation, particularly early in the morning when it's still cool, and they go out for a, a walk. I've always thought that if you're going to go for a walk, you need to be able to pace. So in actual fact, you do end up sort of puffing and, and feeling as if you're energising. Is there any benefit for just going for a, a stroll? Absolutely, yeah. All movement's good movement. Gone are the days where uh, p- personal trainers used to used to say, right, let, let's get these people in and really knock them into shape. What we're saying now is, or the good personal trainers are saying, all movement is good movement because you know we've got something like 75% of the population don't do any physical exercise mm-hmm. at all. So our job now is to get people moving get started on walking and, and the older generation as well walking is great because it's weight burning it's going to build stronger bones uh, which will help offset osteoporosis that sort of thing yeah walking's good but get the heart rate up don't do it at a pace that you just uh, you find really really easy go and find some hills get the heart rate up then coast down the hill again and uh, and finish at the end of it whether it be half an hour an hour or something having a bit of a you know your breathing's up a little bit you know a bit of a huff and a puff any exercise is good all exercise is good exercise mm. Obviously, don't go and hammer yourself straight from the start and say, right, I'm going to get into weight training and, uh, oh, yes, I've got some old dumbbells in the uh, in the garage there. Oh, yeah, here's the 10 kilos. I'll throw them up and down a few times. Don't go into that. Find a trainer first who can show you how to do that and at safe levels for you as well. And, you know, start within the boundaries you know, or within your capabilities and, and then build it up from there. If someone comes to a personal trainer, what's usually the the staying time? Do they sort of come every three times a week for a month or a year or...? Once again, it varies. Um, we usually recommend that uh, 12 weeks is the minimum you should come for. Uh, the body usually takes between 8 and 12 weeks to respond, especially if you're new to training. Uh, the body will take at least 8 weeks to sort of say, oh, you're really serious about this uh, training business. We don't have to uh, hold on to these fat stores that we've got here. So we, we recommend somewhere between 8 and 12 weeks should be the minimum. 
So most do that, and they'll come two or three times a week for that. But I have people who have been with me now for over 18 months and, and enjoy the, the private training studio environment as opposed to going to a mainstream gym. I have with me in the studio Phil Dando. He's a personal trainer from the Forum Aquatic and Sports Centre at the University of Newcastle. Phil, the clients made the decision they're going to do something about their fitness and they're going to have a personal trainer. They make an appointment. What happens next? Okay. With us at the uh, the forum, we have an initial consultation, which is absolutely free. So bring up, make an appointment to come and see one of our staff, and one of our, one of our staff will take you through a medical history check, uh, any illnesses, any injuries that you might have had that will affect the way you train. And then we just do a, a very light sort of fitness testing procedure. I suppose you shouldn't call it a fitness test, more a test of your fitness ability at the moment I suppose so that we get a gauge of where you're at and so we don't just throw you into a session with a group of other people and say right you must do this we've got a handle on where you're coming from exactly where your starting base is and then we can take you from there so that's the first uh, point of contact if you decide after talking to one of our staff that that's for you they'll make the appointment for you to come to a first session you'll then see me I'll have all your records all your details and then I can set a program for you from there and this works basically with most personal trainers? Pretty much, yeah. Most, yeah. most work along the same way. Obviously, we need to know what illnesses and injuries mm. the person has had before we can start training them. Yeah. Is there anything in their medical history that would not allow them to do some sort of training? Or would you have to modify whatever they you have in mind for them to adapt to what they've got? Yeah, 99% of the population should be okay. And obviously, depending on the age and the fitness level of the person, we do modify it, it's not rocket science. The, the exercises are fairly basic. Uh, most of the general population can do the same sort of thing, but modified. So um, someone who's six foot two, a big strapping man of, yeah, of 26, will do similar exercises to, uh, for example, I've got a gentleman of 70 that comes training with me, do similar sort of exercises, but not necessarily at the same level. Do you get a lot of satisfaction of seeing your clients when they come in and they're probably quite unfit and then at the end of eight or ten weeks or whatever it is you think yeah that fellow will go or, or she will be okay now yeah absolutely it, it's great to see them and, and i'll just go back i just mentioned the 70 uh, year old gentleman that i've got training with me now he came uh, a year ago just over a year ago and in that that 12 months that he's been training with me he's lost uh, 17 centimeters off his waist and 12 kilos in total he was telling me he went to a reunion in uh, i think it was wollongong about uh, last year he hadn't seen the people for 35 years and and they looked at him and couldn't believe it they said you're looking fitter now than you did 35 years ago so the the, the satisfaction yeah. in that sort of thing is great and, and we have a little whiteboard uh, in the studio there and you know we put up some of the the monthly sort of things that people have done uh, such a body's lost five centimeters off their waist in in five months uh, five weeks rather and things like that and so and so's lost so many kilos and you know and it's great to see them and everyone gets a bit of a buzz from that and said oh great if they can do it i can do it as well yeah. It's, so it's good encouragement between them. That's a good thing with the group mm. uh, training situation. If you think, oh, I can't do it myself, you can look at someone else of a similar age and fitness level to you and go, oh, well, they're doing it. Well, yeah, I should be able to do that, yeah. When you have a personal trainer, is it necessarily on one-to-one -one, or does it go into the group session as well as... Or is it always in a group session? The client has a choice. Over at the forum there, we uh, we offer a choice. Um, you, can, you can do a one-on-one -on -one session, so you've got the trainer by yourself in the room for one hour. Mm -hmm. If you think, well, 
I don't really need that. I just need someone to give me a little bit of uh, help along the way, or I'd like to have a bit of moral support, I suppose, with the group. You can come in a group situation as well. And we try to keep it so there's one trainer for every four people that are training. Once you've got a fair handle on the type of exercises you will be doing, and we try and keep it as varied as we can, but once you've got a fair handle on the exercises, you don't need a trainer on your shoulder for the, all the time, you know, in the hour. And it's quite handy to be able to sort of work in with some of the other people and say, oh, yes, you know, oh, you're doing that way. Oh, I think I might be able to do that one as well, yeah. you know, so, yeah. How many people would you generally have in a group? i say um, one trainer for every four people that comes mm. in as a rule, yes. So you might have, what, 20 people in a, in a group or 10 Oh, people? no, in, in the uh, private training studio, we'd, uh, we, uh, we try to keep it fairly elitist, I suppose. You know, we're away from the main gym, we've got our own, mm. own room. Uh, we wouldn't have more than eight people in there at any one time. So it's a fairly compact meeting. That's right, yeah. Do you need to bring in special clothing? For Basically, you need uh, good jogging-type shoes or exercise-type shoes and just something you feel comfortable in. It's not a, fa a fashion parade in mm. our private mm. training studio. T-shirts, shorts or tracksuits, that's all you need, yeah. yeah. Don't need anything very special as such. Absolutely not, because I'm hoping you're going to get a sweat on and, <laughs> and so we don't want you destroying all your good gear. <laughs> yeah. I've come to see you. I've answered all your questions. What sort of things would you start off by doing in that very first thing? What sort of exercise? Yeah, we'll, we'll start you off with a little bit of cardiovascular exercise, and we've got treadmills and rowers and bikes and steppers, cross trains, those sort of things. So we do a mixture of uh, half an hour of that cardiovascular type activity with half an hour of uh, resistance type training as well, and some stretching as well. I always finish with a bit of stretching. And you wouldn't just necessarily do half an hour of cardiovascular activity all in one go. We'll just break it up a little bit for you. Once again, we'd look at your fitness level, see what you can do. It might just be 10 minutes of cardiovascular activity on a bike and then uh, move you over to the resistance equipment and we'll show you the, the, the sort of exercises we can do. It might be one for back and one for legs and then we'll move you on from there yep, and, and cover all the major body parts. After that first session the next day, are they likely to be sore? Could be. We try not to. I have a saying that I'd rather undertrain people on their first session than overtrain them. We do hear some horror stories of people going to trainers and, you know, the, the old days again of biff bang wallop and yeah let's let's knock you into shape from day one i would prefer to take the other tack where we just build up gradually so we say okay your fitness level's here at the moment but in six weeks time it's going to be up there and we'll just take you slowly there we're not going to just we're just not going to take you straight up there on day one and then you have come to come tumbling down the next day and it's also not good for my reputation either if you come to work the next day and you doubled in two and crawling on your hands and knees someone says oh where, where what have you been doing oh, I've been to see Phil at the training studio, and that, that's not a good recommendation, you know. So that's not what we want. I say I'd rather undertrain you on the first session than overtrain you. There's a possibility of a bit of muscle sores because some of the muscles you won't have used mm. for a while. So yeah, but you should still be upright anyway. Now, is this the general attitude within the industry now that we take it very slowly? Yeah, it's it's better educated the industry now than than it was. Lots of rules, rec regulations, recommendations, and it's a bit different to to the old days. Like like everything else, you know, the the knowledge has improved now, and uh, and because of there are more of the uh, the older age group, if for want of a better word. Uh, coming into gyms nowadays we, we are of the philosophy of all movements good movement and let's just start slowly and build it up from there do you sometimes find that 
particularly with the older generation, that they look at your equipment and think, oh, God, I, I don't want to do that. Very much so, and, that, and that's why people don't go into the, uh, the mainstream gyms. Uh, I can go into a gym anywhere in the world and say, oh, yes, I know what that machine does, I know what that one does, yeah, I can use that. But the average person will go into a gym and just look at the machinery and just shake their heads in bewilderment mm. and, and probably walk out again. And it's one of the problems we have, that people go in there and then start using the equipment, they end up using it wrong, uh, doing you know, wrong techniques, and so they get injured. Whereas they come into me or, a, or another personal trainer and we say, this piece of equipment is to work, say, with your chest, for example. All right, what we're going to do is this, this is how you do it. Okay, I want you to just copy me now while I watch you. And so they get the techniques right from the start, and so there's less chance of injury from there. And, of course, the better the technique, the better the result. You're listening to Wellbeing, and my guest today is personal trainer Phil Dendo. You're listening to Wellbeing. I'm Iris Nichols, and I'm talking today with personal trainer Phil Dendo. Phil, do your clients just come and see you as a way to get fit, or is it something as the result of being very ill or having had an accident, something that they need to repair in actual fact? And are they more common than the people who just sort of say, you know, I really ought to go and do something about my fitness? Yeah, no, most of the people we see come to us because they, they want to lose a little bit of weight and tone up. That's probably the core personal training business uh though we do get referrals from insurance companies for uh, work injuries people who have hurt their backs and knees have worked and we get sporting injuries as well but most of our people as i say they they want to feel a bit better about themselves and uh, they've let themselves go over a little bit of time and so they want someone to show them and help them along the way maybe motivate them a little bit to uh, to get them a wee bit fitter if someone has made up their mind i need to do something about it they're walking they've been walking for a few weeks and they're not sort of getting anywhere would you encourage them to go the next step and go and see someone like yourself yeah absolutely. once again walking is a great exercise it's safe you know it's not going to damage you too much R running if you've got bad knees and bad backs and things like that, you know, you, you can come a bit unstuck. You know, it's, it's a good way to fitness if, you're, uh, if your joints are sound. But if your joints are not sound, walking's good, but get, probably get, won't get what you need from just walking. There's three ways of losing weight. You can lose weight by dieting. You can lose weight by doing cardiovascular activity, whether it be walking, running, cycling, swimming. And you can lose weight by doing resistance-type training, or will help you lose weight. You can lose weight by doing two of the three in conjunction, but you get the best results from doing all three together. Mm -hmm. And it re it's like the snowball rolling down the hill. Put the three together, diet, weight training, cardiovascular training, you'll get really good results from that. Do you include swimming as part of your programme? I don't personally. My responsibility is purely to the private training studio, but uh, aqua aerobics, aqua fitness classes are a good way of, uh, of people getting into um, a harder way of fitness, I suppose. If they've been doing a bit of walking and they want to take it up a l another little notch before they come and see me, aqua fitness is a great way of doing it. And the classes are all fully supervised. You're taught exactly what to do. You're given all the equipment and you have a bit of fun in the water too. I guess that the advantage of the, of the water aerobics is that the water actually takes the body weight, doesn't it? That's correct, yeah. And for people who do have uh, some joint problems, that's a good way of getting started. So you, you get a bit stronger through, uh, through doing that in the water. Then, as, as I say, you can maybe take the next step up and come and see the likes of me. Let's go into costing. 
how much is it likely to cost for someone to come and do, let's say, a 12-week program with you? OK. It varies depending on how often you want to come. And, of course, it will vary from centre to centre as well. But a 12-week program for someone coming, say, two times a week, you get away with three or $400, depending on the uh, centre. Uh, that, that's in a group situation, so... On average, your, uh, your personal training or your private training in a group situation will vary between $20 per hour and $25 an hour. Okay, and there's packages available. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to come on a one-on-one basis, once again, depending where you are in the country and what the situation is, you can go somewhere between 50 and $65. Some of the elite uh, trainers in Sydney are charging a lot more than that, but we're here in Newcastle at the moment, so uh, uh, Newcastle doesn't really take that. So. If you were listening to the program outside of a capital city, let's say, it would vary round about the, the $20, $25 as an average? Yeah, for a group training session, yeah. We, we found them around, around the Newcastle area, and certainly they were round about that. And is this a, something you can claim off a, a medical health fund? Yeah, a lot of the, uh, the, the health funds will recognise this now, so they, uh, you've just got to get your receipt and just check with... With the cover that you've got, some of them, not all the covers have it, of course, but uh, just check your own cover and you, you will be able to get uh, a rebate uh, from some of the insurance companies. If someone is not in a health fund, they're on a pension, it's, that money comes straight out of their own pocket. Yeah, basically. Um, I, I'm not too sure uh, uh, of other centres, of course, mm. but at the uh, at the forum here we have um, discounts for the gym and for the, uh, for the pool areas. My situation is slightly different because you're getting that individualised uh, training, uh, the, the price is the same. If someone was referred to you through from a doctor's surgery or from as a result of an accident or something, this would be covered perhaps by by work cover or, or whatever. Yep, yeah. So we, yeah. each one is totally individual. That's right, yeah. 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 So okay. I'd say we, we, we do get uh, clients through for rehabilitation after work injuries and, and most of that is covered by an insurance company, yeah. Phil, we've met, talked about similar organisations throughout the country, and I'm sure that they must be, even in the most wide, outflung places, there must be something that they can probably get to. How would a client find out the information and where to go to look? You can go, well, there's a variety of ways. You, uh, uh, if you're uh, computer savvy, you can go onto the internet and uh, go into uh, Fitness Australia, and they'll have a directory of all the fitness clubs that are under their banner. Uh, so uh, accredited by Fitness Australia. Not all are, but um, you know, many, many, many are. So probably it's best to look for a, um, a centre that is accredited. Um, so you can go on the website there and uh, find one that's closest to you. And then, of course, it's such a burgeoning industry now um, that the yellow pages, you go and find one close to you, ring round, see if you like the person that you're talking to on the phone, get an idea of some prices, and then go and see them, maybe to go and see two or three and see who you feel uh, most comfortable with. I hadn't sort of thought about that, but I guess it's something that you should take into consideration as whether you sort of click with the person you're talking to. Because I guess if there's reservations about talking to, perhaps it's a lady talking to a, a, a man, 
um, or the other way around. If you don't feel happy with that first contact, I guess you really should go somewhere else and, and have another look round. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, you should feel comfortable with the person that you're training with. And, and as we said before, you know, uh, a person who might be in their 60s may not be comfortable with someone who's just come out of the university and set up as a personal trainer in their 20s because they don't have an awful lot in common. You know, mm. so uh, you know, and the person just starting may want to sort of make an impression. And, and not take them the way that they want to go. I'm not saying that's what will happen, but there is a chance that that might happen. You know, so you want you want to be able to feel comfortable, like any situation. You want to be able to feel comfortable with the person that you're going to be working alongside. I guess that a lot of it is simply communication, isn't it? Very much so. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm constantly asking questions. In, in a previous life, I, I was in advertising sales, so uh, you'll, you'll find that I usually answer a question with a question, and you know, so some you need to just be able to communicate, as you say, and and I want to know from people how they're feeling. I'm constantly asking people how are you feeling, how's that weight? Are you comfortable? Is it too light? Is it too heavy? And if they've had back injury, say for example, how's your back feel with that? You're not hurting it anymore, doesn't it? You know. We've just got to keep communicating all the way yeah. through, just keep constantly asking questions and receiving feedback. And I encourage the people to tell me as well, you know, uh, work on, t on intensity levels. So on a scale of 0 to 10, if 0 is sitting down doing absolutely nothing and 10 is the hardest physical exercise you've ever done, where are you now on that intensity level scale? Mm -hmm. And if you're, if you're at 0 or 1 or 2, you're obviously not working hard enough. If you're at 10 and a bit, well, you're working a bit too hard and we'll pull you back. So we want you around in the, you know, between 7 and 9 and occasionally we'll take you to 10 as well just for the hell of it. So it really is a, a very personal thing. Very much so, yeah. yeah. You obviously get a lot of satisfaction, I can hear it as you're talking to me, a lot of satisfaction out of your job. Is it something that, looking back on, you sometimes think you would have liked to have done earlier in your life? Quite possibly, but the, the industry has changed. So I came into it at a time when the, the personal training studio environment was just starting to evolve. So uh, I'm quite happy in a way that, that, that I came into it when I did. Uh, I might have ended up in another area of, uh, of fitness. Because once upon a time, we only really had the mainstream gyms. Now we've got this private, uh, private or personal training area. So it's been a nice development in the industry over the last 10 years or so. So I'm quite happy that I entered at the time that I did because of that. Um, and also, you know, it, it, it coincided with me. I lost 15 kilos myself. I can, can go into a studio and tell people that, look, you know, I know where you're coming from. I've, I've been there. I've done it myself. This is what I did. You know, you can do the same thing as well, yeah. And finally, Phil, have you any advice for the listeners who feel they would like to start training in whichever way, but they're feeling very hesitant about it? Yeah, and people will feel very hesitant about it. And uh, I hold my hand up and say, look, anyone who walks, puts their gear on and walks in the door into our place, they've made a giant step because it's not easy to do. I know, I've been there. I say 15 mm -hmm. kilos heavier than what I am now. I've been there. It's really, really hard for them to do. But they will get great results and great satisfaction if they do it. We've, got, we've already had lots of good results. And uh, do it. If you're not feeling good about yourself, do it. You may not like if you can't, you know, if you don't gel with the trainer, maybe find another one. But get out, do something. All exercise is good exercise. So, uh, and if you're not doing anything at the moment, maybe start walking or cycling and until you're ready to then make the next step up to a personal trainer. Phil, thanks for coming in and talking to me. Phil Dando has been my guest today. He's a personal trainer coordinator and he works at the Forum Sports and Aquatic Centre at the University of Newcastle. Phil, thanks for your time today. My pleasure, Iris. From all of us here at Wellbeing, this is Iris Nichols wishing you well until the next time we meet.